Good evening, folks. At least put a little bit of a smile on some of your faces there. We're so glad to have you here tonight, Christmas Eve. My name is Pastor Milo. It's so nice to have you. Uh, if you haven't been here before, thanks for coming tonight. Christmas Eve is a special service for us, kind of a family time together. We just enjoy this time together. It's a pretty special night. And uh, so thanks for being a part of it. We're glad that you made it. Uh, there's something that I want to talk about tonight having to do with these gifts that we see given back and forth here in the, in the video and different ways uh, that we see gifts given back and forth because gifts uh, generally make us happy. Uh, if you're a kid in the room tonight and you're looking forward to the gifts that you'll receive tomorrow, raise your hand high and proud. Yes, okay, there we go. Uh, many of you are really excited about this, and, and there's something about uh, gift giving that makes us very happy to receive gifts. And so uh, we're going to talk about that uh, here uh, today. But what I want to be able to do before we get started is I asked my kids, uh, because gifts are pretty special, uh, to uh, take one gift. So, f so for me, if you went into my office right now, some of you guys have been in my office a, a number of times, uh, but if you go in there, you'll see uh, there's different things in there, different items that kind of make me happy or just generally things that are part of who I am and I want to be able to talk about them. That's why they're there uh, in my office. There's a, there's a bike frame hanging from the wall in my office. There's a, a snowboard hanging on the wall, a number of instruments that are there on the wall. Those are things that make me happy or give me good memories uh, of those type of things. So I asked my kids this year, I said, is there something you can do to be able to demonstrate or show something that makes you happy. And so because show and tell is something that my five-year-old Elias does every single Friday at school, decided to do that here for you tonight. So Elias, my five-year-old, uh, this is his show and tell that he wanted to show you uh, tonight. This is a matchbox car. Uh, this is the Nissan Junior, the 62 Nissan Junior. Uh, this makes Elias very happy, okay? So uh, are any of you out there interested in this matchbox car? Raise your hand, wave your arm around. If you're interested in this Matchbox car, I promise you I will give it to you right now. All you have to do is raise, there we go, right there, yes. All right, come on up here, come up here just a second. Come on, round of applause. Yeah, a little late, Simon, sorry, buddy. <laughs> give him a round of applause, there you go. Maya, I asked her to get something. Maya is a little bit older. She's in second grade, and she uh, gave me the mermaid uh, slimy goop, gloop. Some of you senior adults are, are chomping at the bit for this one, I know. The mermaid uh, slimy goop mixum. So this is not just regular slimy goop. This is the slimy goop that comes with the glitter pack, including the glitter slimy goop uh, net weight 2.5 ounces in a reusable container. That's all lies. We know that. Uh, 40 pearl beads. This is something that makes her happy. Raise your hand if this is something that makes you happy. Come on up here because you are looking for your mermaid slimy goop for Christmas. You got your first Christmas present this year. Give a round of applause. Her hand went up before I even, she knew what it was. She knew the markings on the box. I mean, she was ready. All right, so now you're getting the kind of the, the theme of what's going on here. Hazel uh, just joined the basketball team in middle school, and so this is what she wanted me to show you tonight. Uh, this is a pretty standard gift. This is the Verge uh, high-end stuff here we got for you tonight. Uh, this is a dunkable basketball for the back of the door hoop. If you've got one of those, this would go excellent with that. Hazel wanted you know this is a gift that makes her happy. Raise your hand if you'd be interested in this gift right here. Let me do someone from this side over here. 
I see two hands, I see three hands right here. You in a white shirt and a tie. I can't quite see in the lights. Come on down, come on down. Yeah. Excellent. Give him a round of applause. All right. Last not least, Delia is now 13. She'll be 14 next month. And she has something that every 13 and 14-year-old want to put on their favorites, things that make me happy list. Gummy bears. <laughs> the hands are going up all around the room. I don't have to give this to any of you. I can keep these for myself if we'd like. Let's see. Let's do someone down front here. Yeah. Let's do them right here. All right. Give a round of applause, Lucy. All right. So when we talk about tonight, on, on the far side, you can see over there, I got a, a little sign that says happiness or what makes us happy. And so um, happy or happiness is something we're talking about here. So, so generally, I mean, you were pretty happy when you came in. You were in a pretty good mood. But as soon as I started handing out gifts, I mean, you should see your face. We, we showed the video that was supposed to make you laugh ahead of time. And some of you were kind of cross-eyed. You weren't sure what was going on. What, you know, I don't understand what's happening here. But I start throwing basketballs around and everybody perks up a little bit in here as we talk about what makes us happy. And so uh, that is something I want to put on the screen for you is what makes you happy? What makes you happy? So over there on that side of the stage, just have a marker to be able to see that. What makes you happy? And on this side, you see I've got a sign that says joy. So there's a difference between happiness and joy. The difference between happiness and joy is basically this. Happiness is external and joy is internal. Happiness is something that happens to you or, or something that happens around you, and joy is something that comes from inside. Now, if you look in a dictionary, if you look, you'll see that the two words are actually synonymous with each other. One will define the other oftentimes, where if you say someone is happy, they are a joyful person. If someone has joy in their heart, there's happiness written on their face, that type of thing. But the reality is, is we want to see something different between the two. And so if happiness is external and joy is internal, then happiness says if I have a wrinkle-free life, then I am happy. If I have all my ducks in a row, then I will stay happy. If I've got good vibrations going, if I've got good vibes, I will stay happy. If I experience good luck, then that gives me a good day. So the next slide I want to put up is then what makes and what gives you joy. Some people see there's something deeper going on inside of them because it seems like in all the things that happen to them, around them, and it may be one of you in this room where it just seems like no matter what is happening to this person, they seem to still have a deeper sense of joy going on with it. You know, some, some of you seem steady, even those absolute chaos all around you. Uh, some of us have four kids in the house, and there's always chaos going on around us. I'm not talking so much about that. I'm talking about real difficult things that are happening for many of you uh, here this Christmas. A lot of times we say, have a happy holidays, and we're talking, really, we are talking about that kind of external nature of this time of year of just, can you put on a good face and things, you know, happening to you externally go pretty well so that you have a pretty good uh, Christmas break. When we're talking about joy, it's something deeper. Because there's many of you here in our church, or if you're a guest with us tonight, I'm sure that this isn't too far from you. We're dealing with cancer here in the church. And we're dealing with recent death here in the church. And we're dealing with depression 
here in the church. And we're dealing with grief. Grief as in something that seems like maybe after a few months would just kind of go away and dissipate, or a few years, or a few decades. But for some reason, this time of year, grief will sneak up on you when you least expect it. And so these things are things that we are dealing with. And so from an external standpoint, how can we stay happy? My argument is we're going to have to come from a different standpoint, from a level of joy. You see tonight we're using a lot of different instruments. We're having fun trying some different things that we don't normally get to do on Sundays. Just something that we've kind of taken on as part of our Christmas Eve service every year uh, to see how many different elements we can kind of mess with here in this service. Uh, King David was an instrumentalist. King David was a fantastic harp player. Many of you know that, but some of you don't realize that he's, he's written all these psalms that we have in the Old Testament, these musical songs that he had written as a choir director uh, for his uh, worship services there at the temple. In Psalm chapter 98, verse 4, it says this, Shout for joy unto the Lord, all the earth burst into jubilant song with music. Now, I don't know how many of you tomorrow morning, Christmas will be a great morning, their presents will be torn open, but not many of you will just burst into jubilant song all at once. That's what David is talking about. This is a man who seems to know what joy is all about. If you know David's story, King David's story, his boss, before he was king, tried to murder him multiple times. This is a man whose, whose son has attempted a coup to take away the throne from him. This is a man who fought a lifetime of battles to make sure that his family could be safe and secure, only to find out that the next generation, his children of his own family, were fighting within their own family with each other, going to war with each other. And this is the man who says, shout for joy all to the earth, uh, burst into jubilant song with music. And all of that, this man seems to have Joy. Make music to the Lord with a harp, with a harp and the sound of singing with trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn. Any of you played a ram's horn any time recently? I've actually gotten to do it one time and it sounded really cool and tasted really bad. <laughs> Shout for joy before the Lord the King. And then David goes on and he expands to creation, even talking about all the things that we have no control over, that they also would be shouting for joy before the Lord. Let the sea resound, everything in it, the world, and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Have you ever been to the bottom of Niagara Falls and watched the river clap its hands there? Let the mountains sing together for joy. What gives David this joy? Why is he calling everything and everyone that he knows to this joyful song? Let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to, get this, judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples, or all people, with equity. You may hear someone say, you probably said it yourself, don't judge me. Who do you think you are? Don't judge me. And the person on the other side looks at you and says, who do you think you are? Don't judge me. And you see here that David actually finds relief. David actually finds joy at the thought that he, who is the king who sits on the throne himself, that he will no longer have to be responsible for placing judgment on others. Because God, the Lord, is coming to judge 
all the people, and will do so in an equitable and fair manner. And there will be no discussion because it is the Lord. See, God is God, and I am not. God is God, and I am not. And the point of this is, is that you and I, we don't have to pretend to be God. Maybe you've heard this joke before. What's the difference between Milo Wilson and God? God doesn't think he's Milo Wilson. At the end of the day, this is good news. This is the foundation of the gospel. This is where joy is found. This is where joy is found at Christmas or any time of the year. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? You might say, I don't believe in God. Or you might say, I believe in God, I just don't believe in this baby Jesus. But the reality is, is you can't have it that way. You might, you might say, I believe in God, I just don't really need this Jesus or, or something like that. One of my favorite movies at this time of year, many of you know it, is It's a Wonderful Life. It's a great movie. It's a beautiful movie. It's a, it's a wonderful story, the way that this man's life is affected by the people he loves. But what's at the foundation of that is this prayer that happens in that movie, and a prayer that many of you may have prayed, something that goes like this. God, if you're out there, I could use a little help around here. So it's a belief in God. So we understand that. But it's incomplete. It's incomplete. It's a good start, but it's incomplete. What I want to share with you is the good news of the gospel. When I say it, I'm saying that as an acronym. The gospel, G-O-S-P-E-L. God's only son provides everlasting life. G is for God. God exists and I matter to him. Only, always for only. Only God is holy. My sin separates me from him. Nothing else and no one else on this planet will ever live a blameless and perfect life. God is holy and I am not. My sin breaks that relationship. S is for son. The son of God sees my guilt. He sees my sin. He sees my filth and loves me still. P is for provides. Providing payment for my sin there on the cross. Providing payment for my sin. Jesus died and rose Again, E is for everlasting, the everlasting, never giving up, always and forever, love of God. L is for life. My life with Jesus starts when I give it to him, and so I give it away. You see, happiness comes through circumstance, but joy comes through Christ. Let me say that again. Happiness comes through circumstance, but joy comes through Christ. Jesus never changes, friends. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus never changes. That's why happiness comes through circumstances. The things that happen around us, it feels good, then we do it. If, if it makes us happy, then we'll do it. Don't you want me to be happy? Maybe. Joy comes through Christ. You see, David penned down the words of that 98th Psalm a thousand years, friends. 1,000 B.C., those words are written down before Jesus is ever brought into the world. 
which makes this text for Christmas even better. Matthew chapter 2, you're familiar with the text. We've been talking a lot about the wise men here tonight. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi, or the wise men, came from the east to Jerusalem. They didn't come to Bethlehem. So for those of you who, there was a special on PBS uh, last week sometime that said, uh, we just want to talk about the fact that December 25th, uh, do you believe that that was when Jesus uh, was born? No. No, we don't believe that, friends, and and we don't believe that at all. It's a date that we've picked on the calendar so that we have a date to celebrate, a reason to celebrate. December the 25th is a date that happens every single year, and that's when we celebrate Jesus' birthday. But it's highly unlikely that December the 25th was the actual day that Jesus was born. Similarly, I have a nativity set at home our kids put together every year. It's part of our family tradition. And in that nativity set, there are three wise men at the nativity there uh, coming to see Jesus in the manger. That's not what the Bible says. That's not what the Bible teaches. It says, no, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to where? Jerusalem. They didn't even come to Bethlehem. We sang a song, Hey Moon. It's a different song. It's one you not thought about before, perhaps, is the idea of this special star talking to the moon as if they were friends. There's a few puns in there about the idea of, hey, remember when we were hanging out when we were kids, hanging out in the sky together? Because they're the sun, excuse me, they're the moon and the star. You with me? (coughs) The early tradition said that there was actually 12 magi. Later, the church tradition kind of changed and said maybe there was only three because of these three gifts that are specifically named. We also don't know if they were from the Near East in relation to there, or if they were from the Far East, but no matter what, it was an incredible journey because people in that time frame, in that day of age, never traveled more than 20 or 30 miles outside of their home their entire lives. If you look at Jesus' ministry around the Sea of Galilee, the entire time that he was on the planet, the 30 years that we have documented with Jesus walking the face of the earth, we don't cover that many miles. But the Magi, or the three wise men who are coming from the east, come more than 800 miles. Tomorrow night, our family is going to go see every other year when it's an odd year, we go to see my family in the Carolinas. We will drive 800 miles, and that will take a long time. A very long time. At 80 miles an hour, or 70 miles an hour, excuse me. (laughs) Matthew 2.2 says, They asked, Where is the one who has been born, the king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have now come to worship him. Think about this. Bethlehem was less than five miles away from Jerusalem. The religious leaders of the day had at least heard the rumors that the Messiah had been born there, that this Messiah who they'd been waiting years for had been born, and they should have at least been willing to check it out and see if possibly it was true. The Magi, however far it was that they came from, came from a very long ways away to find out also if it was true, but they couldn't be bothered. Those Jewish leaders, they just couldn't be bothered to even swing by that five miles to check it out. Here's my concern. I'm fairly, very concerned for you and for me that, that if it's not convenient enough, we're not going to push hard enough to look for Christ. We're not going to push hard enough to, to go out of our way, to be willing to go wherever, whenever, 
God fully calls us to go. Surrendering our lives to Jesus and, and following the footsteps that he has laid out for us. We look at those footsteps and we say, you know what? That's a little inconvenient for me. I'm not sure. Maybe next Tuesday. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. This goes on further to explain why we don't believe that the three wise men ever came to see Jesus in the manger because we know that Herod goes after all the babies who are two years and younger. And so his math works out to say from the time that Jesus was born, as it says in the beginning of the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 2, the time that Jesus was born, that it would be about two years from when the star appeared to this chapter that we're reading now. About 18 months to two years. Uh, verse 9 and 10, after they had heard from the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose, it went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And get this, when they saw the star, they were what? They were overjoyed. Now, they had been on a long journey. They had gone through and seen a lot of different things, some really wonderful things in their travels, met some really interesting people. There's all kinds of reasons why they could have been happy about this experience. But now they had arrived. They had gotten to the place, and what did they find? They find joy. Now, I don't know exactly what type of people these wise men were. I, I mean, the wise men of our day, generally speaking, the professors, the, the medical professors, the, the people who have just these really giant brains, you know, those type of people, generally are not easygoing, fun people. They're pretty stiff. And you get the idea that these guys are dancing around and jumping around like a bunch of little kids saying, yay! The star is here. It's arrived. We're here. This is the house. This is the address. We're here. Overjoyed. Why? Because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. Happiness comes through circumstance. Joy comes through Christ. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now these are odd gifts for a baby. They are. Even a two-year-old, they're kind of strange. To be perfectly honest, you look at this and you, you think that the wise men, they could have thought through this a little bit better. Maybe they're going, what, what kid wants myrrh for Christmas? Raise your hand. Myrrh, anyone? Okay, here it is. Okay. I mean, give this kid like a Jewish action figure of some sort. I mean, you got you to gotta help him out. I mean, is there like promised land monopoly or some type of way that we can do something special for this little kid? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. There was an email chain that was floating around a couple of years ago. Maybe you got it about if the three wise men were three wise women instead. They wouldn't have... Uh, asked for directions. They would have arrived on time. They would have helped deliver the baby. They would have cleaned the stable. They would have made a casserole. They would have brought practical gifts. I heard a story this week about a little girl who was asked if she got what she wanted for Christmas. And she thought about it a second and she said, no, but it's not my birthday. Did you get that? 
No, I didn't get what I wanted, but it's not my birthday. It's Jesus's birthday. Isn't it amazing as we celebrate the birth of Christ that he is the one who offers the gift for you and I. God's only son provides everlasting life. God's only son provides everlasting life. The gift is yours, friends. It's been extended to you in so many different ways, but it starts first here at the manger, understanding that the God of the universe moved into our neighborhoods. And just like the wise men, we can stand there before that address. We can stand there before the manger and and have joy all over our faces because the Messiah we've been waiting for is here. God's only Son provides everlasting life. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. My mama told me something when I was growing up that has forever changed my life. She played the piano at our little church at 3rd and Pine Street for 37 years. She tried to teach me to play the piano, (laughs) but I wasn't very good. She would teach me the names of the notes, what a major key is, what a minor key is. She tried to teach me musical theory, but I was just bored. Then one day, She told me that the best news in the world is found by playing a simple scale on the piano. I had no idea what she meant, so she told me to play an eight-note scale. So I did. I said, how is that good news? And she said I played it incorrectly and that I needed to play it the other way. So I did. Again, I said, how is that good news? And she said, I played it the right way, but I needed to add the pauses. The pauses? She said, the pauses. Add them on the first, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and last note. Now, I was frustrated and said, how can eight notes with random pauses be the best news in the world? Then I got up, walked away, and went outside. Frankly, I didn't care what she was talking about. I didn't like playing the piano anyway. Well, years later, my mama got sick and passed away. As I was thinking about her, I remembered what she told me about the piano. Not only that, I still remember the notes she told me to pause. The first, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and last note. So I sat down at her piano and played the scale with the pauses. And that's when I realized the good news she was talking about. (laughs) 